It's the DMV Sports Roundtable with George, Jamal, and Dimitri. Follow us on Twitter at DMV Sports Round 1. We are talking here just hours before the national championship game between Michigan and Villanova in the NCAA Men's Basketball Tournament. As we come to the end of March Madness for another year, you might be thinking about the endings of all those games we've been watching. All the fouling, the timeouts, just milliseconds left on the clock, and the game does pretty much slow to a snail's pace. So our guest, he's got a solution for all that. His name is Nick Elam. He's a professor at Ball State University in Indiana, and his plan is called the Elam Ending. And Nick, welcome to the DMV Sports Roundtable. Thanks for coming on. It's great to be with you. Thank you. Explain the problem as you see it when the trailing team starts to foul the team in the lead, say with, I don't know, three minutes left. Yeah, we do see some exciting finishes in games, and I think this is a way that we can keep and enhance all the cool things that we see in the end of the games and then eliminate and alleviate all the things that we don't like about the end of the games. But yes, uh, late in many games, the quality of play deteriorates. The style gets very warped. Uh, you see teams that are trailing and they're on defense. They have to uh, foul and, and to stop the clock, and they're essentially handing away free points while they do that. Then when they're on offense, they have to rush and force up ugly shots. The leading team, they're stalling and playing a very passive style. So the, the, the quality of play gets very warped. And because of all those factors, the outcome of games actually becomes uh, very predictable. And it's very hard to overcome a slim deficit late in the game. So uh, the idea is that you could get rid of, if you just got rid of the clock at the end of the game, maybe that would uh, address some of these issues. So the idea in a nutshell is that you play most of the game with a game clock, and then you play the last part of the game without it. And so that begs two questions right off the top, which is when should you shut off the clock, and then what do you play to once the clock is gone? Well, uh, different settings, you could use different settings and adjust them as you needed. Uh, And for like the NBA, I think you should shut off the clock at the three-minute mark of the fourth quarter and then play to uh, a leading – play to a target score that's equal to the leading team score plus seven. For college basketball, I think you would shut off the clock at the four-minute mark and play to a target score equal to the leading team score plus seven. So, for example, uh, let's say the score is uh, 53 to 51 at the uh, four-minute mark. Well, you would shut off the clock, and you would be playing to 60 then. You'd come back. It's still 53 to 51, but now we're going to play without a clock, and the first team to get to 60 wins the game. And the idea is that if you have the lead, there's no advantage to stalling anymore. You have to continue to play assertively. And if you're behind, there's no reason why you have to foul and hand away free points. You get to still play real defense and play real basketball. And then when you're on offense, you get to play your preferred style. And that might create uh, more late comebacks. And you'd be guaranteed that somehow, some way, uh, the game is going to end with the swish of a net. What do you guys think about this idea and questions for Nick? It's, it's interesting. Um, I just want to know, Nick, have you uh... – propose this officially to maybe the NCAA or, or the NBA and what would this transfer to also to uh, maybe high school basketball uh, and AEU? Yeah, great questions there. So yeah, I have reached out to different uh, members of the basketball community over the years. Uh, this has been implemented at the basketball tournament, which is also known as TBT. It's a, it's a summer event broadcast on ESPN. Oh, I'm summer. familiar with that. Yeah. And, uh, it was implemented in 2017 during their preliminary rounds. They were the ones who actually renamed it the Elam Ending. And uh, it actually, uh, I had the opportunity to present this idea at the 2018 MIT Sloan Sports Analytics Conference, which is organized by Daryl Morey, who is uh, the general manager of the Houston Rockets. Mm-hmm. Now, um, you asked about high school basketball and AAU. I think at some of those uh, levels of play, uh, I think – 
it could actually make even more sense for some of those levels of play because I know, like in many states in high school basketball, they don't have a shot clock. So without a shot clock, there's even more incentive to to really work the clock and manipulate the clock and play just kind of this uh, unappealing style under the current format. Well, if you if you got rid of the uh, the game clock, now you got now there's no. Uh, way out. You got to keep playing real basketball to win the game. So I think I think this would work well for the NBA and NCAA. I think it might work even uh, better for uh, some levels of play where they don't have a shot clock at all. It takes you back to kind of when you're playing pickup. All right, playing to, <laughs> playing to 21. Uh-huh. Got to win by two. Although this time you don't have to win by two. But where does the seven come from? Just curious. Is that just a number, yeah. just random. The two factors you have to really look at are the two settings. I should say are when do you shut off the clock and then what do you play to. I think uh, when to shut off the clock all kind of depends on when does the style of play really start to uh, get warped a little bit, and then you need to build in. Now, really, a college, uh, really NBA and college basketball, it's not until that final minute, but you can't wait too long to shut off the clock. I think you have to build in kind of an untimed cushion there so that you don't run, run into the same problems. But in college basketball, if we're going to cut out four minutes of a 40-minute game, we are taking out 10% of the game. And now we need to try to find some way to add 10% of it back. If you look at the scoring rates in college basketball, it's about 70 points per team per game. And 10% of 70 is 7. So that's where the plus 7 comes from. I'm just acting as the contrarian. I'm not sure I enjoy the last minute of a lot of these games no. either, except that in the in the case of March Madness, uh, it, it contributes to the madness. You're biting your fingernails. What are they going to do? I don't know. Is there anything to that, Nick, that they want to ratchet up the tension even more? Well, and see, that's that was a misconception that I had uh, a long time ago that, well, uh, you know, this foul <clears throat> or these foul fests, you know, uh, you know, it's not a great style of play, but, you know, at least it gives the the team a chance. Well, after researching thousands of games, I found out really how, un- how ineffective and actually how counterproductive that fouling strategy is, where uh, it's only about 1% of the time where the team that uh, resorts to that strategy ultimately wins the game, and that's still their best option. So uh, it actually makes the outcome of games uh, too predictable, I think. I think if we just got rid of the clock and now the trailing team has the option of playing real basketball where they don't have to keep handing away free points, uh, I think we would actually see more late comebacks and actually and actually would increase the tension. In turning off the clock, would you then maybe arrange differently uh, what, what fouls are called, what's reviewable? Because, you know, a lot of foul calls and, and uh, referee reviews also takes up a lot of time as well. Would you would that need to be adjusted? Uh, it wouldn't necessarily, uh, you know, it wouldn't have to, you wouldn't have to address those other kinds of reviews. But what it would get rid of are some of the uh, clock reviews you know, anything that's a, a clock-related review. And so I'll go back to uh, you know, looking at the uh, women's championship from last night where we had uh, Rike Agumbawale hit a shot in the last second, which we thought was, was at the buzzer. And so, uh, you know, finally, it's one of, those game, one of those rare games where all the circumstances align just right to give us uh, what we thought was a perfect finish. Uh, and we could still get those great finishes uh, under the Elam ending where, you know, we'd have a lot of games that kind of come down to a sudden death situation. What we wouldn't have and what we would be, we'd say, good riddance to are these clock reviews like what happened after that shot where, you know, Notre Dame's going crazy and then the officials come out and say, nope, you got to stop celebrating because we have to go to the monitor and see if any time should be put back on the clock. 
Ultimately, they decided that a tenth of a second should go back on. By that time, the Mississippi State players had already gone back to the locker room. They had to come get them out of the locker room for this uh, just totally hopeless play with a tenth of a second. And then finally, Notre Dame was declared the champion. So, so without the clock, you could keep all the cool stuff and, and have the game end at that very moment where the ball goes through the net. Uh, you would just get rid of all the other all the other stuff that we don't like. See, and that's, that's a whole other discussion is the whole replay thing, but that just right. killed – Right. An awesome, dramatic ending last yeah. night. Uh, who is it tonight, Michigan or Villanova? I tell you what, I think Villanova has been uh, the best team throughout the whole tournament. Mm-hmm. And uh, you worry sometimes when you go into those uh, later rounds of the tournament and they play in these larger arenas, really, really they're stadiums, uh, and sometimes the outside shooting teams aren't as effective. But uh, Villanova was just draining threes all night on Saturday night. If their outside shooting is anything like that tonight, then uh, they, they're going to be looking pretty good. Thanks for sharing the uh, Elam Hi. ending, Nick. Good to talk to you. Thanks for coming on. Thanks so much. Thanks, Nick. Nick Elam of Ball State University, and uh, that's his idea. Get rid of the clock for the last few minutes. George, I want to ask you, since you're, you're a coach, what, what did, as, as a coach, what is your view of, of this this you know, proposed the, the, theory he has. It would take away, <clears throat> excuse me, let's say, because you play the game in, in, in increments, right? Right. So not necessarily at the lower level, but in college level, you play by each t- television timeout every four mm-hmm. minutes, right? So you get to the under four timeout, and let's say you're down 10, and you know you have to start chipping away, or you know you have this much time left to do it. But let's say the only team has to get to seven between that point. So it takes away, for, it, for me, it would take away... Um, you know, all of a sudden, then the team. That's the, that, it. Doesn't happen often, but there are dramatic comebacks in the last four minutes of games. Yeah. You see it a yes. good amount of times. Yeah. So it would take that away from me. That's what I wouldn't. Even, even though it's it. fairly rare, I mean, the professor yeah. was saying he's he's run the numbers. Yeah. It's like and one, I believe 1%. That, I believe him. He's run the numbers. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, four minutes is it, that's a huge amount of time. That's almost an eternity. Yeah, four minutes know. is a lot. That's I, a lot and, of time. And I think a lot of people do get frustrated with the end of game, the fouling, and the, you yeah. know, and, and that's fine, but that's just, you know, that's part of the that's it's strategy. Part of strategy. Right, yeah. exactly. So, you know, it does, like I said, it takes it back to, you know, you're playing a 21, win by two, and you know, at that point, if when you get away, get away from the clock, that's a different way of looking at it. When there is something to that, but yeah, it, it would take a heck of a lot to get adjusted to, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you look at Ice Cube's Big Three uh, league, they don't have a clock at all. Right. You know, they go to a, a certain uh, 25 at the half and 50 wins the game. If you're, you know, you got to win by two. And they, they don't seem to have any issues, you know, in, in terms of that. I mean, it's a totally different game. We're talking right. half court and three right, on three. Right, right, right. But it, it seems to be pretty efficient, you know, the way they go about doing it. And let's face it, people are used to playing without the clock when you're running pickup and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, you know, it wouldn't be something totally. New, no, but it, as a fan, I don't know. I don't know. Dimitri, what do you think? Yeah, fan. I mean, I just think it's part of it, and yeah. so yeah. you know. But you know, he's suggesting there's a better way. Yeah, um, I mean, something like that you're gonna have to try out. I wouldn't be opposed to you know trying it on a G League level, you know, and and see how that works, and then maybe you know they can get some. Uh, do some research and see if it works, and maybe transfer it to uh, the NBA. I mean, it, it's a. I think it's a theory worth, you know, experimenting with, you know, at, at some level. Takes some adjusting because fouling at that point, because you yeah. put them on the line, that still counts as part of your seven. Yeah. You and, know, whereas, you know, well, and I'm just relating it to playing, like we're used to playing pickup, let's say without a clock. So, right. But then you don't shoot free throws in those games. Right. So that would take some, you know, getting used to. And if yeah, there's no I, clock, do you still get to call timeouts? 
Right. It would it would change. Uh, you know, that's why I asked you as a coach because fun to talk it, about. It would definitely change. You know, some coaches' strategies and how they you know handle you know the the last minutes of games. I mean, it, it's something. It seems interesting. Yeah, you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily you wouldn't be spreading the floor. Yeah, no, no, not at all. It does seem that for it to happen uh, on the college level, let alone the NBA. Um, I don't know. There would have to be. I hate to say it, but some financial reason. You know, I mean, it, sure. yeah. You know, suddenly people point. are tuning in or, or stop tuning in at the end of games. That's illogical because you've been waiting. Yeah. <laughs> to but find yeah, out yeah. who's going to win. <laughs> I mean, oh, I mean I, look so. at an NBA game. Sometimes you turn in the last minute, last yeah. two minutes, especially in the NBA, the fourth quarter. I, I mean, personally speaking, for me, if I'm, it depends on what time. I get up early in the morning, so for me to watch, you know, if the game is close. And I'm like, okay, it's getting later, but I really want to watch the end of this game. And they keep stopping and starting, stopping and yeah. starting. You know, for me, I would love it to be, uh, you know, as fast as it can go to get over with so I can take my behind to sleep. For instance, like tonight, 920 tip off. You know, oh, you're no. not going to see the end of the game tonight. No, I might not even see the beginning of the game, how I feel right now. Man. <laughs> I might, wow. I get, might go home and crash now. Get that man another Starbucks yeah. double shot. It's, um, it's not working, but, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're speaking English, Jamal, and you're forming sentences, and yeah. you sound good. So, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so Half the battle, who you got man. tonight? I've already called Villanova. <clears throat> and I have to call Michigan because, uh, of course, I wanted Kansas to win, and, and Villanova is the villain. Kansas could have done it. I mean, <laughs> Villanova's really good. I'm, not, I'm not saying. They're I, deep. They got six starters. Yeah. If, if there's no way Kansas knew that was coming the other night. And they couldn't do anything about it. No. The barrage. And if and to his point, I was going to say something too. He said about the shooting in a in a dome like that. You don't see that. No. Especially because the you your know depth your, your perception, uh, perception is, way, is off. way off. But they had 18 threes. Kansas couldn't do anything about it. Now Villanova could come out tonight and hit and half cold. that, and yeah. Michigan you know easily win the game. Thing is, this I give them the edge. I should say easily, but well, we talked about it last week, and and that gear that they had, the championship gear that did take it to the next level uh, that they showed against West Virginia, who played them very tough. You know, to yeah. me, I don't. If it's not for, uh, I don't want to mispronounce this young man's name. Wagner, Wagner. No, Wagner. If it's not for him, we're looking at Loyola Chicago and Sister Jean tonight. Because I think he pretty much, yeah, he, he, he put it on his shoulders. He did. And because uh, the rest of the team did not look good at all. And it's going to take more than just an effort by him to, you know, even think about slowing down Villanova. I hope they, you know, all, they could, all Michigan can do is hope that they got all the heat out Against Kansas, yeah, and that could be another thing and they, too. And then they come out flat, and then you know Michigan can um, can expound upon that. But the way that that Villanova play is just, I don't, they can't be beat right now. Michigan could have gotten all that out of their system too. The the arena that the other night, the, the yeah. poor shooting. So, but Michigan, I think they'll be ready for Villanova. There's no question about it. It's just whether or not. I mean, Kansas was ready for them too. Yeah. Well, the well, rest supposedly. of the team's got to come with them. It can't yeah. be a one man show right. against. Uh, Against Villanova, you can get away with that against Loyola, and taking nothing away from Loyola, they had a great run. But you can get away with that against an 11 seed. You yeah. can't get away with that against a number one seed no. like Villanova. It's just not going to work out. They're, they're a machine right now, and they're just like I said, they're deep. I mean, they they they're hitting on all cylinders. But mm-hmm. again, that could be a team that if they don't, if they're not as hot, and you can't, you wouldn't think that they're going to be as hot as they were the other night. You, you would think, you not, would think not, but, but I think you'll see a more competitive game. Yeah, um, but I still like Villanova too. And, and Jay Wright is a hell of a coach. You, you got to give him a, a lot of they're credit. They're two really good ones. Yeah, in this two, game, yeah, right? and, and yeah. Uh, Beeline. Beeline is is, yeah. is, a, is a hell of a coach as well. So I think 
just Jay Wright seems to make adjustments mm-hmm. because when they played, they were getting played tough by West Virginia, and it was a whole nother team that came out in the second, second half. half. Yeah, they looked totally different. They're going for two and three years. Beeline's back in the title game for the second time since yeah. thirteen. So you know these guys. Oh, it's it's, it's going to be a hell of a, a coaching duel. It'll be very, very interesting to watch. You got Michigan to meet? I, I got Michigan, but right. who I, you got? I said Nova. Okay. Two Villanovas and a Michigan. Just I don't want to go too out, far right? back in time, but what the heck happened with Kansas? I mean, that was not the Kansas team that a I lot of people combination of, I think it was a combination of a lot of things. I think Villanova came out and punched them right in the mouth, and they yeah. couldn't recover. Was it 22-4 to four to start mm-hmm. the game or something and like they, that? you got to be able recover. to take those punches. They, they, just, they couldn't counter. They were one and done on the offensive end, and Nova yeah. was hitting threes. That's a bad combination. And yeah. really uh, poorly planned shots right early on by Kansas. Yeah, they started rushing when they were down. They instead mm-hmm. of, And I, it's human nature. I mean, you can say, oh, you still got, you know, what is it, 35 minutes left in the game. Yeah. That's fine. But you look up at the score, you're in the final four, yeah. you're down 22-4. Yeah. You're trying to get it all you, back You, you start to press, yeah. and... Uh, as a coach, Bill Self was probably trying to calm them down as much as possible so they wouldn't press. But like you said, it's, it's just a natural knee-jerk reaction. When you're down like that, yep. you feel like you've got to get all back at one time. See, and to the point about the clock, like in that situation, Bill's probably telling them, all right, you know, under by the under 12, let's get to this. Yep. And then by under 8, every, you know, increments, and by halftime, let's keep it here. But yep. they just kept, they could recover. They just kept going. And it's a shame because I was looking forward to watching that game more. Yeah. 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 Uh, there's nothing, there's nothing the Elam ending could do about Kansas. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> you call there's, that in four <laughs> minutes and that's over. Yeah, no, there's, there's nothing you could do about that one. That was a foregone conclusion. What do you make of the net so far? How did you, did you watch the series at all? I watched a little bit of it. Did they sweep? They did yeah, sweep. they did sweep. Adam Eaton is huge. Adam oh Eaton's my God, <laughs> he was five for five. He almost hit for the cycle. Yeah, hit a home run again that's, on Sunday. That's a guy that he's got to stay healthy. Well, it was a freak thing last year. He ripped yeah. up his knee, but I mean, that's a guy that. And keep in mind, they're doing this without Daniel Murphy too. Yeah, I mean Strasburg. I mean Strasburg and Scherzer could lead the league in strikeouts. I mean, Kendra came up big for them. Not to even have uh, Michael A. You know, sat out the last that's game. Right. He he pitch hit. Zimmerman didn't play the second game. I didn't see it in the Saturday's yeah. game. Uh, they yeah. had the other guy, uh, Adams. Matt Adams, yeah. Adams. He homered. Yeah, he played. I mean, no to expect this from This them. is what you're going to you see. Know, this is what you're going to get. It, it's not – I can't get too high or too low with them in the regular season because it's what they do. Yeah. But it, it's – you know, like you said, they can sleepwalk to 90 wins. Yeah. You know, I mean – And if you – if I mean, Scherzer, when he struck out seven in the first however many innings and Strasburg six the next day, I mean, it's yeah. going to be – those two are going to be fun to watch, just as they always are. I mean, it's that's what you expected them to do, and yeah. then you knew it was a matter of time. You figured Harper would get one this weekend. He got two. I mean, opposing... I think it's crazy. Somebody yelled overrated to him right before he hit the second home. <laughs> wow. That? that was no, good motivation there. And then he hit what turned out to be the game winner. But, I mean, teams – teams cannot be cold when they come to play the Nets. You have they got to generate some offense, right. and they've got to try to hold uh, this. This lineup is a ticking time bomb. You can hold them for a couple of innings, and then all of a sudden they just run off five straight, uh-huh. you know, or have three uh, home runs in the same inning. They can do that, no problem. So it's I wouldn't know how to attack this lineup. I mean, even when they have guys out, there are no soft spots. You know. You can put in Defoe. You he's can put got in, Trey Turner batting sixth. I don't know how long that's going to last, but I think he's. I think he's just. You know, just first series he's yeah. trying to tinker a little bit uh, to see who hits where. It really doesn't matter. No. You, you can put in uh, Godwin. Godwin had a, a grand slam. <laughs> Good one, yeah. 
Good one. I said Godwin. Yeah. He had a grand slam. This is not your everyday starter. Yeah. So this is guys you plug in off the bench that are hitting grand slams. I mean, I'm not going to say they look unbeatable, but they, they're pretty impressive. I mean, the Reds are not necessarily one of the top teams. They're okay. But, you know, they are not the Yankees. They're not the Cubs. They're not the Dodgers. If they play like that against the Dodgers and the Cubs, then I'll be a little more impressed. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's still yeah, it's a really, it's really, early. really small sampling, but it's fun to see yeah. what can happen when everybody's hitting. I mean, and I guys off the bench are hitting, too. Really now the Braves, the Braves scored Eden. a lot of runs this weekend, too, so they should have a good oh, yeah, fun they, the next three. So that's when's the home open? Is it Thursday? Thursday, 1 o'clock against the Mets. Oh, this place is going to be a ghost town. <laughs> yes, it will. <laughs> it's going to be nobody in this building. I, I'll take the heat for asking the greedy question. Could they use one more good pitcher? You know, you see that rotation. A, I don't think that's a greedy question. I think that's a logical I, I, question. I agree it's pretty legitimate, that. right? I think so, because I'm not impressed with uh, A.J. Cole as the fifth starter. And I think Gio's going to, you know, look. Gio has, not, his, he has his days. But you're not going to trust Gio in the playoffs anymore. No, Gio uh, has his days. I mean, Tanner has his days with, you know, he's either – on fire, or you know, he's getting shelled, you know, straight out in the first inning. I want to see what Tanner. Tanner, you know, he didn't pitch in the postseason last year. Geo had a tough postseason. AJ Cole, you're right. I think they could, Dimitri. I think they could, and I don't think yeah. it's out of the realm that they will that you could see them make a move for somebody. And the bullpen looked pretty good. I mean, Kinsler came out and I think he three up, three down. Yeah, that's what they're they were missing. You know, to got start him out of there. Uh, Doolittle came in and and uh, did his thing. So I think that's what I was more concerned about. Middle, middle relievers has been a problem for them over the last couple seasons. It just, you know, once the starter goes out and we see all the, they have a lead and then the middle relievers come in and blow it. But I didn't see that from them this weekend. I've got the uh, Wizards schedule up, five games left at the Rockets and then at uh, LeBron and the Cavaliers and then they host the Hawks, they host the Celtics. Last game is on Wednesday, April 11th against the Orlando Magic in Orlando. Yeah. So um, that was kind of inconsistent. Georgie, you happened to call the game that John Wall returned to. That was against Charlotte and they won. 33 minutes, which I don't think anybody expected. He looked Fine. He looked good. He's lost his weight. He looks explosive. He's down what? Was it 20 pounds? 15, I think. 15, 20? He was finding. I mean, Bradley Beal, we talked to him after the game on the broadcast mm. and asked him about, you know, it took uh, probably the first half to get used to it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but then I said, you know, how great was it that John just comes out of that second half and started fi- He hit him on three straight possessions. Yeah. Beal said it. He goes, it's great to have my guy back. He goes, I can worry about catching and shooting now. Yeah. They and did I, go to the three-guard set with uh, those two and Sadoransky on the floor at the same time. They've got a... <sighs> How many of these games do you, you think you can't come out and play like they did in Chicago? You no. can't. Nobody's going to take you seriously. Well, you're sitting at six. Yeah. And if you come, uh, well, you keep come saying out you don't want to play Cleveland. Well, that's what they're heading to. I know. That's what they're. That's what they're gearing up for because you've got to get out that six spot. I don't know if they're going to be able Dimitri, to do you it. You have the standings. What are they? How far are they out of the fifth there? Let me find it for yeah. you here. But yeah, uh, no, I mean, and and it's not easy. You got Houston, the top seed in the West, and then yeah. you have uh, Cleveland. You got to hope that. Uh, Somebody's resting somebody at some point. Well, Harden has been playing, but I'm sure right. he'll be back tomorrow. I mean, that's all they can hope for. There you go. What is that? Can you uh, can you see from over here the good eyesight? Oh, they're four games back of the yeah. Pacers. Now. Of the Pacers, wow. And they're only a game up on Miami for seven, and Milwaukee's one is is a game back two of eight. So could they're a they, game out of the eighth spot. Could they possibly slide 
to eight or sure or slide out completely? No, they clinched. They cl- oh, that's what they did. They did. They should have did it the so game the before. Capitals. So, Capitals did too. So we got Capitals have home ice. We got another spring where the you know hope springs eternal or right. whatever the heck I'm trying you know to what? say. <laughs> if they do, let, let's say you know things fall apart in the, in the last part of the season. I take Boston right slide, now over Cleveland. Yeah, I take. Well, let's I play, say let's say if they slide eight. Yeah, just a hypothetical. They've had success against Toronto, and you will have John back for four or five yeah. games. And I, I think when it comes to the postseason, they've had Toronto's number for the last you know. Anytime they play them in the, in, in the playoffs, true. So I wouldn't be so uh, I wouldn't be scared of that. You know, I think that Toronto is not a they tend to fall apart in the playoffs for, for whatever reason, and the Wizards seem to capitalize on it. I don't want to play the Cavs. No, I'm de- I'm fine with Boston. I don't know when uh, Kyrie is coming back, but I can deal with Boston. I wouldn't mind playing Indiana. I wouldn't mind playing Miami. Well, you're not going to play those guys. Yet. Well, you're not, but. Well, I'm just only, throwing only out the teams that are in eighth, there. Only a game out of eighth. Yeah, anything's possible. I've said this once before or a few times before. I do not want to see Philly. No. I don't want to see them at all. As, and Fultz is back. You know, those, I mean, like you said, Milwaukee it's be also. Interesting. Milwaukee's a terrible matchup for them. But it's going to be interesting to see because if they fall to seven, maybe you get Boston. Boston's two. Wait, yeah, they're they're locked in at one and two. Well, Boston's only two back at Toronto. They could get the top spot, but I doubt it. No, not Miami, without Kyrie. So Miami and Milwaukee now are tied for seventh and eighth. Miami has percentage points, or they have the tiebreaker. They're seven, and then Cleveland is. Uh, now Cleveland's four? only a half game up on Philly and one game up on Indiana for third. So that's not done yet either. How do we? Sl- I've never thought I would see the day that we slid past Philly would be ahead of us. In the playoff race. By four games yeah. right now. Gee. Way to go, Dimitri. <laughs> All I did was bring up the standings. But just imagine years down the line. I mean, these guys are so young. I know. And, you know, Embiid is, is ridiculous. Simmons is just unfair. And Fultz is coming up. And a lot of people don't talk about Sarich. He's another young guy in Covington. Oh, they'll be around for a while. They've, they've got guys that can, that can play. Uh, is going to be their maturity level. It'll be interesting to see how they handle their first uh, playoff experience. Yeah, which I think this year they won't. I think this year will be, you know, they could be done. Because I'm first. thinking only is Reddick still there? Yeah, he might be one of the only he guys with playoff deal, uh, experience. Yeah, playoff experience. Right. I can't think of too many Including people. Including their head coach, right? Yeah, I can't think of too many people on that roster who uh, who have been to the playoffs before. So it'll be interesting how they handle that. Uh, their their stars being so young. Yeah. And then, you know, everybody else around them doesn't. And you'll be on the road for the first two games. Yeah. I mean, it could be a tough first round for them, but it'll be a good experience. Yeah. I mean, if they come out and the stage is not too big for them, I don't think it's too big for Embiid. I think Embiid and Simmons will be fine. If Embiid plays. Yeah. Well, you know what? Fractured his eye. Yeah, but he can throw on a mask. He can throw on a mask. That's true. Jakaitis was kind of going crazy over that, but <laughs> just relax. I got a ton of text messages from our, just relax. our resident Philly. Uh, yeah, he's talking about a Philly sports renaissance. Right? Yeah, because I mean, everybody's it's, winning now. It's, yeah. it's it's not a knee injury, a back injury, or yeah. you, you. It sounds bad, you know. You fractured your eye or whatever, or your ob- orbital. I wouldn't want to do it, you. but yeah. But I mean, those you you, you slap on a a, a a Rip Hamilton mask and you True. go to play. Now those are uncomfortable, and he's going to have to adjust to uh, just to having that on. But I don't think there's anything that's going to keep him from playing. 
Oh, no, he'll play. He comes play up. Can you imagine what will happen if he doesn't play? Oh. The place will go nuts. Yeah. But no, it, it's not one of those injuries where he's a, would be, I think, and I'm not a doctor, but I wouldn't, you know, think that, that he would miss out. any time. You no, know? I think so. I don't think so either. It's something you can play. As long with. as it's not going to further... Yeah, damn it, and, and that's the thing. If, if they, if the doctors He's having surgery, right? Yeah, if the doctors surgery. tell them that you know it can't get any worse, right? You know you can't do any more damage to it, then you know the the way is clear for him to play. So that is a good point that you made. That you know if if there is if he takes an elbow, you know, or takes a hard foul, will it get worse? Who knows? But if it if it doesn't, he should be fine. You got any Caps news, Georgie? They Caps clinched. News? They no. clinched. But don't the talk to me about the Georgie Caps until like the Eastern Conference Caps. Finals. <laughs> well, I, I, I guess we won't be talking to you then. No, nah, well, you have to give them credit this year for the talent that they did lose. The team that, you know, a lot of the guys are young. For yeah. them to win the division, is uh, I give them credit for that. Yeah, I mean. Same the, time. The Metro was tough. We've been here. Right. And they'll say the same thing. Well, who would they draw in the first round? I'm not sure. I haven't looked at that. Could be Philly. They play the wild card. They're the second best team. They play the first wild card team. Whatever that is. Philly's pretty good. I think. Yeah. Looks like they're done uh, Saturday, April 7th against the Devils. That's their last game. Yeah. We don't want to play the Penguins. That's this week. Playoffs yeah. start next week, believe it or not. Where are the Penguins? Uh, now they're, you know, the Cavs beat them last night, so I think they're still in second in the uh, Metro. I like the rivalry, but I hate to see them in the playoffs because they, they just, of course, they're winners. They always have our number. You know, if you're the Caps, you know, if you're a Caps fan, you don't want to see anybody in the playoffs. No. <laughs> Not the Rangers either, because the Rangers apparently have had their number for uh, for the last couple of years when they've they've uh, played them in the playoffs. Yeah. So yeah, I don't I don't know. You know, I we'll keep, see. It keep all my be fingers different. crossed. We all say it all the time, but it could be different. It could be. It could be. We say that every year. And Pittsburgh has five points behind the Caps in the Metropolitan. They've clinched a playoff spot. So wild card right now is Philly and New Jersey. So the Capitals would get um, Philly. Let's say if they do do their regular thing and, and get bounced in the first or second round, does is the door really, really close for I mean, Obi? You're getting there. I mean, I don't know how much, I mean, how much longer do you think he has? I don't know. He's, what's he have left on his deal? I don't remember how much. I don't know how years. much he has left, but... I mean, just him as a player. You know, he's he's not a spring chicken. He's getting older. One thousand games is a lot of games. Yeah, I mean, he's he, he's graying. You know, he's getting older. He's graying. I like that. So, I mean, I don't I don't think they would try to move him. So next time we talk, we'll know the playoff. We'll know who the Caps are going to play. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, you know, it's interesting, Jamal. I thought you were going to ask a different question, not about Ovi, mm-hmm. but about the fans saying enough is enough. You get blown out pretty much every time in the first round. Sometimes you get to the second round and don't last long. We're done with you. Whereas the Wizards yeah. still have time. They haven't been there as long. And, and the Nats, I think this might be the year. I, to, I, I think yeah. you're right about that, too. And the uh, Skins are kind of off in another galaxy. They're, 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 they're not in a conversation. They'll take a playoff game. They'll take a playoff game. Red well, see, that's, that's the thing. The, the, when the Redskins get there, they're happy to be there. And there's a difference between... Until they make it... On a consistent basis, yeah, yeah. That's the difference between the Caps and the Nats hitting that ceiling. Right. Because you're like, okay, you made it. Okay, now now take it to the next level. You know, that's been said. If you look at uh, the Bengals. Oh, yeah. Bengals get to the playoffs every year. Marvin Lewis doesn't want a playoff game. Let's give him an extension. <laughs> yeah, never <laughs> won a playoff game. So the fan base is like, okay, great, you got there. 
Right. Okay, you do that all the time. Yeah. Win a damn game. I mean, that that's where we are with the Nats and the Caps. But I, I don't think that <laughs> Caps fans would necessarily abandon them. If they were going to do that, we'd have done it already. I mean, this yeah. has been years they and years. They keep coming back for more punishment. They I still, mean, if you're if you're still whatever consecutive sellout, yeah, yeah, th- that loyal core. Yeah, if you're still in it now, you might yeah. as well just stay. Because if you you've been through this torment for all these years, because one day when it does happen, exactly, you want to be there. (laughs) I mean, I figure if if you've been like this podcast, you don't want to miss one because (laughs) you miss one. Each one is slightly different. That's right. As far as about changing the rules of college basketball, (laughs) right? (laughs) Something new every week. Redskins really quiet, right? George, you have any news? No, nothing. They Fine. signed McPhee. That was, la- I mean, that was that was last yeah. week. They might still be in the uh, market for Benny Logan or Hankins. I don't know. The draft is in three weeks. They can start working yeah. out the sixteenth. This is the time where guys usually start taking one year deals. Though I wouldn't yeah. see why Benny Logan. Benny took a, a one year deal last year, but we're not, they're not necessarily spending that much money though. Bruce is a little no. little tight on the purse strings this year, which is fine. You know, a, a lot of fans are complaining because they're not active enough. But when they were spending big money, when they were very active and making splashes in the in, in free agency, we complained about that too. Yeah. I think it's gonna be quiet now for for the foreseeable future. Just like this podcast. Got <laughs> the schedule coming out next month. Maybe it'll be Did fun. you see okay, so Cleveland has put out there they're gonna take Allen number one. Did you see that earlier today? Yeah, but they didn't put it out there. Who did? Didn't somebody else report it? I think so. To me it's just posturing though. I don't who knows? I don't but believe the, anything. I don't if, believe anything anybody says leading up the draft because of what you said. Because if of that. if that takes place, now that's going to shake things up because Darnold doesn't go number one. Somebody is going to be moving up, but it, it won't be. I don't know. Would the, would the Giants trade back, or would they or would they out. take their? If they don't want to take him, they move out. They might like Rosen. Possible. But if you don't, do they really need to? You know, depending on how comfortable they are with with Eli. That's gonna be the big thing. I mean, you can say you're not gonna. I don't. I wouldn't necessarily totally dismiss them not taking a quarterback because I mean, what do you really have left with Eli? And but if somebody's right there in front of your face. Right. You, ta- you got to take them. They have no running game either, though. That's true. So you're sitting there at two, and you have to and and edge rusher because they they traded. Well, I think it'll Jason be Barkley or the quarterback, right? It could be Chubb unless they move back. They might throw Chubb in there. Because they do need a pass rusher to go with uh, Olivier Vernon and Snacks and those guys up front. And it's, it's that's I the fun part of leading up the draft. You hear so many different things about who's thinking what. And I think I saw early. We had uh, Lamar was in. Lamar Jackson was did a private workout for the Redskins. Yeah, I saw that. That's interesting. What do you that's, make of that? That's Is that just due diligence. That's just diligence. I think. I think it's due diligence. I think they do. They need to maybe take a project quarterback maybe. Mid to late rounds. I don't have a problem with that. Not thirteen. No, 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 not thirteen. Because Alex Smith is. You don't need anybody that needs to start right away. Um, and Lamar uh, should not be sitting on the bench, right? He's the type of QB you got to get him involved pretty quickly. It depends on the. He's is the system. It depends on where he goes and where he fits in. He. I don't think he's a fit, a fit for this system at all. No. If they they're not they can't take somebody like that now. If they do that, no. then they're going to get crushed. Yeah, that's because you already you solved your quarterback issue, right? So and if you, if you do address it, because they don't have well, hold on, they got Stephen. Uh, who's the guy that they got from? Uh, he went to University of Miami, and I think they got him from the Colts practice squad. So they do have another quarterback. I think he's just a practice squad. Oh, guy. when they replaced Sudfeld? Yeah, yeah. I don't think he's no. No. I mean, he's... Nate Sudfeld's going to be a star. Jesus. <laughs> Watch. No, no, he's not. I don't know why. Why were you high on, on Sudfeld? 
Was it you or was it was it Chi? One of you two were high on Sudfeld. I was high. I just think they just keep. I think they were. I thought McLuhan was high on him. I, for a reason, there was a reason he was still around as a third quarterback. That's all. I guess. I mean, I I watched him play, and I I didn't see anything impressive or anything that would lead me to believe that he would be a superstar. Yeah, but they or, see, or, they look at the. Yeah, I mean, uh, what we see and what they see is totally different. I think it's, it's they look the at the practice stop. They look at the they look at all. They do a lot of yeah. Private well, stuff. I mean, they look at his size. It's the same thing with with Allen, why he's getting pushed up with these top quarterbacks because he is prototypical size. He's got a big arm, but the numbers do not bear, you know, that yeah. his accuracy is terrible. It's going to be a top pick now. You know, so I I would not take him number one, but it's a Browns thing to do. That's what they do. Very possible. But nope. they don't need him to start right away because you have no. your bridge quarterback you with, with, with Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. Who's going to start, he says. Now this year's yeah. skins will just have one backup, Colt McCoy, right? Unless yeah. they unless they unless draft, they draft somebody, somebody else, yeah. As of now, yeah, yeah. As of right now, it's just just two quarterbacks on the on the roster. You have the other kid I was talking about. Yeah, he'll be he's, a, practice, he's squad. a practice squad. He's a camp arm. You know. Now, if they draft right somebody now. as a project, then you're not going to practice squad because you never know. Yeah, I, well, I mean, it, there's a no. I take that back. You can get him through the practice squad. Depends on how late you take him. Yeah, I think if they do take him one, they they'll more than likely keep him unless he just stinks up the joint and. Right. You know, you want to try to stash them. It's dangerous to Jay stash likes quarterbacks. Because Jay, Jay thinks, you know, and it's true, Jay, Colt could come in and play. I mean, Colt knows. But then again, you know, you got Alex Smith, so, I, you know. I mean, I, it, it's depends. Colt's Jay's boy. He is. He is. Uh, I can roll with Colt for a game or two. He was my boy, too. I thought he was going to start the season. But, uh, <laughs> I'm glad it didn't happen. I can roll with him for a game or two, but if he's playing a significant amount of games, I'm not. I'm not enthused about having him. No, we're in trouble. Games. No, if he is, we're in trouble. Uh, then we then we're in trouble that. because that means something's happened yeah. to Alex yeah, Smith. Something so. happened to Smith. Right. Uh, but I was just curious if uh, Gruden is wedded to this idea of two backups. You know, a third stringer. But it doesn't seem like it seems like it's situation dependent. Depending, yeah, yeah. depending yeah. on the roster. Yeah, and then you know, anything's in play at at 13. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, you could see a trade back scenario, and. Uh, pick up some more picks because you don't have a third round pick so you might want to you know trade back because I think you can get pain in via maybe if you trade back no further than let's say 20 you might be able to get you know one of those starters guys that you had your eye on at uh at 13 and still be able to recoup some picks yeah but it's very easy uh you can see out of the four of the first six picks could be all quarterbacks. And when you have a run like that, similar to last year, which pushed Jonathan Allen down to 17, Seven, yeah. you know, if you're sitting at 13, that's pushing a whole lot of talent yeah. further it down. It could work so, out in their favor. Yeah, you, you could end up like last year, who I thought he was the best player in the draft, in my opinion, mm-hmm. and you get him at 17, that's a steal. So if you can get one of those guys who has, you know, top five, top ten talent at 13, you, you know, it. It, it's a win. I like the, the way you ended. It's a win. The DMV Sports Roundtable. Find it on Apple Podcasts. The Podcast One app, podcastone.com, and WTOP's mobile app. Just tap listen. We have to say go to all the teams. Go Caps. Go Wiz. Go Nats. And to uh, Redskins fans, Gargantuan and Middle School all around the world. <laughs> God help us. Switch it up this week. I look forward to the most. <laughs>